You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Pichim Israel, 5783, 2022. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Toldos. Our Parsha has Yaakov Avinu, Esav, their interactions, the birthright, the brachas, the blessings that Yaakov comes to take, that Yitzhak wants to give to Esav, Yaakov takes them. And when he comes in, so Yitzchak is trying to figure out: Is this my son Esav? Is, is it? Is it him? I sent him out. He came back so fast. The voice sounds like it might be him. I'm not very sure. Hakol kol Yaakov Esav says the pasuk. Yitzchak Avinu said to Yaakov, "I hear the voice of Yaakov. Perhaps the way you're speaking. Perhaps the tone of the voice seemed to be Yaakov, but the hands." The hands were hairy, because he had put on the skin of goats, so that it would seem hairy. And Yitzchak couldn't see. Yitzchak could only feel, he could only listen. And Yaakov is able to fool his father Yitzchak in order to receive the blessings, which were really meant for the Jewish people, not for Esav. But in this statement of HaKol Kol Yaakov, Ayedami de Esav, Yitzchak Avinu says, it's the voice, the voice of Yaakov. He says a double language. The voice is the voice of Yaakov. What's this double language? Hayadayim Yidei Esav. The hands are the hands of Esav. So I'd like to read to you two different pieces and two different Midrashim, both addressing these Pesukim. One coming at it from a particular angle, another one coming at it from another angle. But both of these angles, in tandem, teach us a very deep lesson about the voice of Yaakov, the power of Jacob, the power of the Jewish people. Where do we have our power? And how does that contrast with the power of Esau, the power of the West, the power of the the uh, the nations of the world, which is included in Esau? Let's see. So the measure says like this: Hakol kol Yaakov, ein Yaakov shelit so now there's two things in, in this verse that which the Medrash is trying to understand. The first is hakol kol, there's a double language, the voice, the voice. But second of all, there's also in the in the first word hakol, it says the word kol spelled kuflamid without a vav, it's chaser. The second kol is spelled with a vav. So we'll see there's different rushes here. The first is that where does Yaakov have power? The, the power of the Jewish people is in our voice. It's in our speech. It's in our ability to accomplish through prayer, as the, ex- the commentaries explain. It means that that which Esav accomplishes through his yadayim, through his hands, through action, through war, through forcing with his hands, says the Medrash, Esav is only able to have power through his hands. But the Jewish people, the call of Yaakov, our power, how do we have power? It's through Torah. It's through our study of Torah. It's through spiritual pursuits. It's through our prayers. It's true. Jewish people do have to fight. Hanukkah is coming up, right? We all know about the Maccabim. The Maccabees, they were able to fight against the, the mighty Greeks. But their name, Maccabi, stands for Mi Kamoicha Ba'ilam Hashem, who is like you, amongst the powerful ones, Hashem. 
You are the powerful one. Right? They they lived with Hashem. Their power they recognized only came from Hashem. The many in the hands of the few. Miraculous. The way to access miraculous power is not by amassing great armies, great power. But it's by putting our faith and our trust in HaKadosh Baruch in God. It's by learning His Torah. By having a spiritual connection. That's one point in the Medrash. The power of the voice of Yaakov. Dabar Acher HaKol Kol Yaakov. Omer Abrechi B'Shosh HaYaakov Markin B'Koyloi Yidei Esav Sholtois This is the second kind of drasha because we have here that the Pasuk refers on one hand to the voice of Yaakov. On the other hand it refers to the Yadayim Yidei Esav the hands of, Je- of, of Esav of Esau. So there's some kind of dynamic between these two powers. What is the dynamic? The dynamic is like this. When the voice of Yaakov is weak, write the first word, kol, it says it without a vav. It's missing a letter. Hakol, kol Yaakov. When there's something weak in the voice of Jacob, why? We're not praying properly. We're not turning towards Hashem. We're not, according to one, one explanation, we're complaining about the lot that we have in life. So then the hands of Yaakov have power. Sorry, the hands of Asaph have power. When we are weak with our voice, when we don't use our voice properly, when we don't pray properly, when we complain about the lot we have in life, where do we see this? Pasuk says, the Jewish people complained about whatever particular complaint it was at that time. It's in Shmos in Exodus chapter 15, verse 24. What was the result? Amalek was the great-great-grandchild of Esav. The people of Amalek represent the counterforce of the Jewish people in the world, who represent all that's evil in the world, represent those who say that there is no God or that everything is happenstance. They come, they have power when we weaken our power. Listen to this beautiful Medrash. When we are Metzavtev, the word Metzavtev is an interesting word. Metzavtev means to beep in modern Hebrew. Tziftzuf. Leave your message after the beep. We are, there's something about mitzvah also can mean to whistle or to, the, the birds have the same root. They have tzipor, is tzadipay, is the same root as tzavtzev. The, they're always tweeting. The word tzavtzev is to tweet. But it means to make a sound that's very powerful, that rises above. It's tzaf. Tzaf means to float. The sound the sound of the Jewish people when we are rising above, the sound of our taira, the sound of our tefillah, it rises above. It's our attachment, it's our connecting to ruchnius, to the spiritual realms, right? Through the taira, through our tefillah. When our voice is cutting through the noise, like the sound of a bird's chirping, so then they have no power. They don't have, they don't have the ability to be successful. When we are strengthened, when we're strengthened spiritually, so the superficial, the physical aspect of the world, which is Asaf, is weakened. Now the Majesh says just a beautiful thing. Along the same, the same concept. They were these 
great philosophers in the world. One of them, his name was Bilam Ben Baor. We know about him. He curses, or he tries to curse the Jewish people, ends up giving blessings. There was another famous philosopher. His name is Avnimos. So, so the people at, at their time, or at his time, it's not clear if it's talking about one particular, one of these two, or both of them, people came to them and they asked them a question. They said, how can we fight with this nation, the Jewish people? We want to fight them. We want to conquer them. How can we, how can we overcome them? That's what the, the idolaters wanted to know. So, this great philosopher said to them, Look, if you want to know whether you can win a war with them, what you need to do is you need to go to their synagogues, you need to go to their shuls, you need to go to their bate medrash, to their study halls. If you find their children, who their voices, those beautiful young voices, are floating. They are floating above. The sounds of their voices are floating. You can't win. There's no way that you will be successful if the voices of the children of the Jewish people are floating up with words of Torah, with words of prayer. You can't win against them. That's what their father promised them. Yitzchak, he said, to Yaakov Avinu, he made a promise. It was a nevuah. Sometimes a navi, a prophet, would say things. It was nizrika, nevuah befiv. And he would say things. This was obviously said in the Pashup Shat. The simple understanding was said in the context of he, he sounded, the voice sounded like Yaakov's voice. But it was also a powerful statement of the way things will be in the future for all times. So Yitzchak promised Yitzchak, with his statement, or Kaddish Baruch Hu, through Yitzchak, promised that when the voice is the voice of Yaakov, is Yaakov When the voice of Yaakov, who is Yaakov? Yaakov is the one who is the Ishtam Holim. He's the he's the spiritual person who sits and he studies the words of Torah. When that sound is there, when the Jewish people are emulating Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Jacob. With their with the sounds of Torah. So that's the counterforce. The power of Esav is in his hands. That power is not is not going to succeed. But if you walk into the shuls and you don't hear the children, the children are lost. The children have gone away. They've gone to college campuses where they're studying the words of philosophers of of other religions, of other ways of life. So then, the power of Jacob is lost. The power of Jacob is only found where our children are studying the Torah, where our children are praying. And obviously, if our children are doing it, as the Gemara and Sukkah says, The sounds that a child, you hear a child speaking, you know it's the parents. Our children are our future. Our children need to be Learning Torah, our children need to be, their voices need to be floating above into the spiritual realms. That's how we know if we can succeed. That's how we know that the power of Esav is subdued. Amazing Medrash. So that's in contrast to Esav. But I'd like to share with you another piece in the Medrash.
which talks about it in an, an even more exalted way. The voices are floating up, but where are they going? These voices flow up, float up to the heavens. The voice of Yaakov has the ability to quiet the upper and lower realms. Right, the lower realms we just spoke about. We can, through our prayers, through our, through our learning Torah, we can prevent the, the lower realms, the, the Asavs of the world, the, the civilizations that are less spiritual. We can prevent them from taking charge. But there's another thing. It also has the ability, the voice, our voice, our prayers, our Torah has the ability to quiet the heavens, to, to quiet the spiritual realms. What does this mean? Let's see. Reb Ruvain said, Omar, uh, Pasuk says, It's a verse in Yechezkel, the first chapter of Yechezkel speaks about an awesome sight, the, the awesome vision that he had, the Maisa Merkava. He saw the throne of Hashem and he saw the angels that surround that throne. And he saw that when they stand, their wings are loosened. Now, what does it mean that their wings are loosened? We'll see soon. But before that, we'll see what does it mean ba'amdan when they stand. It says, also srafim imdimimaloi. The the divine angels stand. They stand there in the in that upper realm. What does it mean that they stand? Ba'amdan v'chiyeshishivalamala. The 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 medrash asks. <laughs> it sounds like they're standing as opposed to sitting. Do do angels sit? Pasuk says that the angels do not sit. They, they don't have knees that bend. It says that they have a straight leg. They don't have a place for their knees to bend. So what does it mean when the Pasuk says that they stand? Medrash continues. Pasuk and Daniel. Kirves al-chad min ko'amayo. Daniel says how he came close to one of those ka'amaya. He refers to the, to the angel as a ka'amaya. What's a ka'amaya? Mahudain l'shon ka'amaya. Kayomaya. The word kayomaya means something that stands. Something that stands or something that lasts. Start from Amidamimalo. We brought this pasuk earlier. We mentioned it. They stand. What does it mean that they that they are standing? What does it mean when they stand? They're always standing. They're in a constant state of standing. Their knees don't bend, which we're not going to really get into what's the idea behind that, but we need to understand that as well. What is the idea that angels' knees don't bend? But perhaps we'll get some understanding of it from the Medrash. So what does it mean that they stand? They always bit on them when they stand. They're always standing. Says the Medrash, Ma umahi ba'im dam. They come with dumb. What does the word dumb mean? In this context, usually the word dumb means blood. In this context, however, it means to stand still. It means to be silent. Vayidoim Aaron, the Pazik says, when Aaron's two sons died. It says he was silent. 
What does it mean that the Malachim are silent? Be'omda means that they are silent. They, they are stopped. They have stopped. They have stopped. That doesn't just mean that they're standing or standing still. It means that they have stopped. What does it mean? B'shosh Yisrael Amim Shema Yisrael when the people of Israel say the words Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, Hero Israel, Hashem our God, Hashem is one. HaMalachim Shoiskin. At that moment, the Malachim are quiet. They stop. They don't say anything. They're just silent. Yachar Kachter They loosen their wings. Their their wings, the, the Psukim tell us, that there was a great sound. There's a great sound that comes out of the wings. It's their, it's how they speak or it's how they sing with their wings. So, when we are singing, when we are saying Hashem's praise, Shema Yisrael, and we'll see shortly other praises as well, the angels, their wings are silent. They don't move. Then when we are done, they respond. They say what we have said according to how the Maharzu understands the Medrash. They repeat what we said. We say Shema, they say Shema. We say Baruch Kivar Hashem Kaimai, they say Baruch Kivar Hashem Kaimai. Varshem Kivamachusai, when we say Baruch Hashem Kivamachusai, they say Baruch Hashem Kivamachusai. These amazing praises of Hashem. The angels are waiting for us to praise Hashem. And then they praise. Hakol Kol Yaakov. The message is explaining. What is this double language? Hakol Kol. There's a voice and a voice. There's our voice. And it is echoed by the voices of the angels. Now what does it mean that they don't talk when we're talking, they don't sing when we're singing, they repeat after us? What is this like, uh, uh, what they have here in, in, in Israel, it's called a kolulam, where they have a whole group of people following after the leader and everyone sings, they're all singing together. We have like a chorus, we say it, they repeat it. What's, what's going on? What's the concept? Let's read it a little bit more. It, it expresses this idea one more time. Rabbi Levi Yomer Baran Yachad Koyche Biker Hayu Kol Bnei Elohim. When the stars of the morning, when the stars of the morning, it's supposed to get Eov, when they praise Hashem, so the voices of Bnei Elohim, the powerful ones, the spiritual ones, then they come out. They they make this great sound. Masha Zara Shel Yaakov Shanim Shel Who are the Kochve Boker? Who are the Stars of the morning. It's the Jewish people. We're referred to as the Chsiv Bahain. Daniel. In reference to the Jewish people. We are like stars. We are like stars. We are the ones who bring righteousness into the world. So when we sing Hashem's praises, the angels sing their praises as well. We first praise Hashem, they respond. One more proof of this. You wouldn't have thought that this is the Pshat in the Pasuk, but it's, but it's a beautiful Pshat. Right? Yechezkel describes how he was raised up by the wind. He hears after him a, an incredible sound. Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. The angels say, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. Rashkola Atma, the measure says, What's this Pasik saying? 
he's looking at this vision, he sees the angels in front of him. Why does it say that he hears the voice behind him? Right? Ella, Mishakilasti, Ani, Vechaverai, Viacherkach, Vishmacharai, Korash, Gola, work with Hashem, Kaima. He and his friends, Yechezkel, was saying, it doesn't mean I heard the voice from behind me. It means I heard the voice after me. After I praise Hashem, the angels praise Hashem. I say Baruch Kavar Hashem Kamei, they say it as well. Blessed is the name of the honor of the Malchus of forever and ever, which is very interesting because we find in other places that the special, the unique praise that the angels have for God is blessed is the name of the honor of His Malchus forever and ever. We can't even say that out loud. Right? We only say it out loud one day a year when we are doimim, we are comparable to the Malachi Asher, on Yom Kippur. We don't eat, we don't drink, we dress in white, we stand, we pray, right? And then we can say Baruch Shem out loud. But even the angels who are able to say that all the time can't say it until we say it. It's an incredible thing. Akol Kol Yaakov. There's a voice, a voice of Jacob. And that voice silences the upper realms. It silences the lower realms. The angels can't say a word when we are praising Hashem. There's nothing more powerful in the world, in the spiritual realms and the physical realms, than our prayer, than our learning of Torah. What an incredible, incredible message. The Medrash is teaching us such a deep lesson, such a beautiful lesson. You know, we, we don't really, we don't really have the proper appreciation for what Torah is, for what prayer is, for what it means. We have no idea what it means. I have to tell you a story, a quick story. I'm really out of time, but there's a my my sister. And my brother-in-law live around the corner from me here in Eretz Yisrael, in Beit Shemesh. And their son, who's I think seven or eight years old, his Rebbe, his teacher, the teacher of the Tinaikas, teacher of these children, he had Nabach, he had Corona, and it was a very bad case, and he almost died. Terrible case. Everyone was praying for him. All the children were praying for him. My brother-in-law took upon himself to learn a certain amount of Torah in his chus that should be a merit for him it was touch and go it seemed like it seemed like he wouldn't live the doctors didn't give him a good prognosis and in the end Baruch Hashem Baruch Hashem Baruch Hashem he's well the doctor said he would never walk properly again he would never be able to teach again he's, he's back in school he's teaching he's still weak but he's back and my brother-in-law had a conversation with him. And he said to him, he was in a coma for I don't know, a long time, maybe a month. He said, when you were in the coma, did you have an experience? Like, a, did you see, were you, did you have an experience? Out of body experience? He said, he, he did. He did. He was in Shemaim. He was in the heavens. He was in the upper realms. He had a whole experience. He described the whole experience to my brother-in-law. Okay, so this is, my brother-in-law heard it firsthand. Told it to me. And he said, that one of the things that he saw in Shemaim was they brought him, they showed the children, all of his students, from all the years that he was teaching, and the children were glowing. And he also spoke about the fact that in the upper realms, in Shemaim, in the heavens, in front of God's 
throne of glory. The words that a person says, how important the words are, the words that we say. Being careful not to speak Lashon Hara, not to speak negative things about others. But he underscored, there's, there's a lot more to say that I heard about what he said and what he experienced there. But the powerful, the powerful message of our, med, of our Medrash is, it's true, it's real. These are, this is a real thing. This is a real deal. This is the real deal. Our children, the Torah that they say, the Torah that they speak, the, the learning that they do, the prayers that they do, our prayers, they float up to the heavens. They're mitzavtsef. They give us incredible spiritual power. They stop the angels. The angels have to repeat after us. What gives the angels the right to, the right to praise God is because we are praising God. It's an incredible thing to think about. We are the ones who cause the angels to praise God. Our, our, pow- our power is not in our might. Our power is not in our army. Our power is not in all these things. Of course, we do have to do this as well. But where is our power really? It's in our prayers. It's in our tefillah. It's in our Torah. It's in the learning that we do. That has the ability to change everything. To change, to, to hold back the power of Esau. To hold back the power of those who are powerful in the, spiritual, in the physical realm. Through our commitment to Torah. Through our commitment to prayer through our commitment to Ruchnias, to connecting to Hashem. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be able to indeed recognize the power of our tefillahs, the power of our words, the power of Ruchnias, of our spiritual heritage, the power that we each have every time we daven, every time we learn a word of Torah. And Hashem should help us to be able to give that over properly to our children so that their voices are floating up that power, Hashem should help us have that power in order that we should have spiritual success and success in the world in any way that we need in order to continue our own spiritual strivings. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.